The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Not sure I've gotten more requests, tweets, posts asking when the Bear is giving us his Derby podcast. Well, you're at the right place. Um, I was going to say, it's not the Bear giving you his Derby podcast. It's, It's Stanford Steve and the Bear giving giving you their our dirt podcast because you, you you had the uh the big winner in the oaks a couple of years ago so it's not I, like you don't I, know what you're talking about there uh i i just you know i admit i get lucky and um i've i've loved the oaks i've talked about it when going to the going to that weekend at churchill like i'm i think i almost had more fun um at the oaks uh it's a lot just, of people do it's just great. I mean, everybody's got their pink on and then, uh, and it's, 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 uh, it's a great, it's a great free game before the game. I'll just say that, but um, really excited uh, for this week. You're in Cleveland for the NFL drafts. We will get to that in a couple of minutes. We got Cole Kubelek, our guy who we think the world of um, breaking, breaking stuff down. Um, but we have to get, to you first, sir. Um, I mentioned you are in Cleveland. How long will you be in Cleveland, and where will you be going after Cleveland? I, I, I will be in Cleveland until Friday night, and then okay. there, yeah, there, 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 and there's a uh, uh, amazingly somehow there's a a plane that goes directly from from Cleveland to Louisville, uh, scheduled to take off at some point after the third round of the NFL draft on Friday night. Okay. I, mean, I don't. I, I don't know how this flight happens to exist, but well, you will be there until the last pick is made of the third until, round. Yes, correct. All right. Yes, and, and then and, and then, then you punch out. Then you punch. And the then, we, then, we, then we then we then we punch out, and there'll, there'll be a some some proper, as 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 your your guy would say, aviation yeah. to to Louisville mm-hmm. from Cleveland, uh, getting in the wee hours of the morning, and uh, we will be at, at Churchill Downs on Saturday morning for first post. Uh, but you are working Saturday morning. Uh, yes, I will. A, a, are you Daily, taking Daily over Wager. Hammer and Hank's seat at the old Churchill Downs? No, I, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I, 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 I haven't seen. I haven't heard any uh, Hammer and Hank sightings lately. I'm sure there will be one. Hopefully, I'll just say where, where he used to do hits from. I oh. think we're going to see you on there. Aren't yeah, we? yeah, 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 yeah. You'll see me there. You saw me there, uh, 2019. Uh, as well, I did some hits from there, and then obviously last year it happened during during football season. But yeah, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be doing my daily wager hits on Saturday morning or Saturday at noon, I should say. Uh, from there as well, who knows what else will happen throughout the course of the day if any if anything changes. But uh, yeah, it'll be fun to do to do the show from the track and then uh, head on up and enjoy the uh, uh, the afternoon. How's our suit game? Are we are we bringing our A game suit game to the Derby? Yeah, we're yeah we yeah we're good yeah we we're good. Okay. I, I don't no 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 tie is that just no. that's just an inconvenience. But yeah, no, we got we got a we got we had a we had a nice blue jacket with some some stripes in there and a nice pale blue patterned shirt underneath and a and, and a square. So we'll be good. We'll now, we'll, 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 we'll we'll fit in. And 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 then, and then the key is anybody who's been to the Derby or any big sporting event like that is just. Like some people go, like, go all out in terms of shoes, like. Mm. But I am not. I like. I don't want my shoes getting destroyed. 
There's going to be mint julep, beer, every everything. There's going to be crap. Nacho cheese. It. Yeah, it's just going to be disgusting. So I am bringing my. Uh, I, I have the uh, the the uh, Ada Pure uh, the brown Adidas golf shoes that look like brown leather shoes. So I'm wearing them. Okay. And they got they, so in non slip on the bottom as well. Those get a little beat up. I don't care, but I, I'm not bringing uh, real brown dress shoes to wear. To wear to the derby, I'll wear the I'll wear the comfortable golf shoes that that I know I won't slip and fall on my on my you know what and if they happen to get some uh, sticky icky mint julep on them, I, I really won't care. Um, all right, you're about that three stripe life. Now, when I <laughs> when I look when I looked from the bottom and I looked up at the facade, mm-hmm. I think there's seven levels. Will you be on the seventh? No, no, I will not be on no? the seventh. Now, I believe we are on the third. Okay. I, be- I right. believe we're on the third just, just before the finish line is where we have, where he, we have been. I, I don't know. I don't know what the, the seating arrangement is this year, where, where we exactly can be, if they've re- reconfigured everything because of uh, the attendance totally. restrictions yeah. that they have. But I uh, know we, we're usually, we're usually in the, uh, in the third. Okay. Uh, the third right. level there very good all right um you're in cleveland uh mm-hmm. you're, you're, how many drafts is this for you oh gosh over 20 oh yeah 25 yes, no nah, not 25 but definitely definitely over 20 I, what's, I started, what's the I first started... what's the first draft you remember being on the desk well that moment with Matt homer well, I I remember being on on the uh, working in the the draft for radio, actually in 1995, okay. when uh when I when I was when when I remember the Jets took Kyle Brady and I was livid, like, like how the hell are they passing on Warren Sapp, and they took stinking Kyle Brady, but where were you when either. where were you when they took Jeff Loggins? At home, at home, I I, I remember sitting. Sitting in my room, just like, and I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And and the and and the sad thing is, not sad, but he actually had a decent career. Yeah, but, but just with where yeah. where they took him, it was just not. He's gonna live up to the sack exchange hype. Come on, no, well, Come on. we love Ab- Abdul Salam, Come Joe on. Klecko, yeah. Marty Lyons, and Mark um, Gaskino. I wasn't sure if you got to see the show the other night, but our guy J Mac put together a list. Um, of how unfortunate things have been for the Bengals and how many times they have made a pick and the pick right after has been a Hall of Famer. I and, saw last night's. I didn't see the night before. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty good. Pretty good. I, I'll send <laughs> it over to you. Um, what what excites you about this draft? Because I, I, I think it's pretty fascinating. I, I'll admit, I don't know how Mel and Todd do it, I am a little bit fatigued, oh, but I my... am really, really intrigued by what happens, uh, especially Thursday night. Um, I guess I'm intrigued because I think we all kind of know in, in some way, shape, or form what's going to happen with the first four picks. And in, in one of the bets that, I, that, that I've made is just kind of that, that one, two, three, four, where we know Lawrence is going one. We know Zach Wilson's going two. We know it's either going to be Mac Jones or Trey Lance at three, as much as I would love for it to be uh, Kyle Pitts' stock going to be. And then it'll be Kyle Pitts at four. 
Like, okay. like and you can you can play those uh I don't want to call it an exact because it's not really an exact, it's fourth, but you can play correct order one, two, three, four. Uh, the one with Mac Jones is the favorite scenario. And then the one with Trey Lance, you can get her in three, three and a half to one. So you can finagle that and figure out a, a way to kind of cr- create a, basically a, a profit as long as Kyle Pitts is the fourth pick, which uh, I do believe that, that, that he will be. So I, I think, I think what happens at five is kind of, like everyone was like, oh, the draft starts at three or the draft starts at four. Well, the draft seems to be starting later and later and later now because I think the draft uh, truly starts at, at the five now, depending on um, what the Bengals decide to do, whether they go Penny Sewell or if they go uh, Jamar Chase. Just for ha-has, I'm taking 50 bucks and I'm putting it on Kyle Pitts going to the Niners at three. I just, well, I I, I, just, I I have that as well. I, I put a flyer down on him at four okay. as well, just because. And we can get into. I just don't understand. I I know the the way it's always been done. You don't trade up all that way for you don't trade up not to take a quarterback. But this is a team that's ready to win now. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago. They got all their defense coming back. You, you signed Trent Williams. You bring in Garoppolo. Yeah, he's had trouble staying on the field, and he's not the, the long-term answer. But at the same time, you put Kyle Pitts on the field with George Kittle, and, and that running game, that, that's that's a bitch to stop, man. And and you you and if, if that if you play well and you win and you, you get to the playoffs, well, Super Bowl, those picks that you traded away are going to be picks in the late 20s that aren't really going to matter anyway. So, look, I, I think the best pick they can make is Pitts. They, they're not going to do it, but 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 I'm with you, man. I think Pitts at three would be the best possible pick that the uh, the Niners can make. And then worry about taking a quarterback in the second round. I just, I just think, like, they're obviously not that sold on any of the three quarterbacks. Or if they are, they've kept it pretty tight. I just think if there's a conversation to be had with how smart of people they have in that organization, at some point, the idea of, hey, these guys really may not be the difference makers. Let's take the best player in a draft. Mm-hmm. That conversation had to be had. So I'm just having, I'm just, I'm uh, taking a shot. No, a I, I, Roll I, the I, dice. I, I, I'm with you because I, I think at some point too, like, doesn't, doesn't like football, like, doesn't it like matter? Like what the, who is the, and they all, oh, we EV, the quarterback is the EV pick. Like expect you, like Kyle Pitts is a freak and can help immediately win you a division, get you back to the Super Bowl this year. Whereas Mac Jones, Trey Lance, maybe they'll pan out. Maybe they won't, but you're not going to, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just me. And, and I have the same, the same problem with the Jets. Uh, in passing on Panay Sewell or Pitts as well at two. Um, it was, it's kind of a, a tougher spot, though, because as much as I wanted Darnold to be the guy, I kind of realized he's not going to be the guy. But at the same time, you're going to kind of be on that, like, hamster wheel of suck, I think, with Zach Wilson, because you're not really – they have a terrible roster. And are you really sold that Zach Wilson is going to come in and be better than – then Darnold, I'm not. You're looking at a guy who 
boosted his QBR 37 points in one year. That was a COVID, COVID weird scheduling year where they had a, a terrible schedule. Yeah, he had a lot of injuries in 2019, but like, is the, is the improvement real or is it just a byproduct uh, of the teams that BYU played this year? And the fact that they kind of had a huge advantage in the trenches this year. Like he had a 24 and a 25 year old tackle on his offensive line. He had another 24 year old center, I believe as well. And against the teams that they were playing, that was just a mismatch up front. So I, I don't know. I hope as a Jets fan and I hope all these guys pan out and I hope they all yeah. have long, healthy careers, but, but it, is it, there's a reason why, like what, what's the definition of insanity? Like doing the same thing over and over again, over and over expecting again. the same result. A different, or a different result you go back since 2009 i didn't include last year in there because the sample size just isn't isn't there yet but since 2009 the 33 quarterbacks that were taken in the first round i think i came up with along with kirk 23 of the 33 so two-thirds more than two-thirds either completely were busts or were like career like Nah, backups. Yep. Yep. Like, like you're, 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 we came up with six, I think it was, that actually were le- legit. Here, here were the six that we took, that we derm, derm, termed studs. Studs are on their way to, to potentially being that. Mahomes, Andrew Luck. Mahomes, Andrew Luck, Deshaun, Matt Stafford, good long career, very underrated career, Lamar. And uh, and Cam, I put Cam in that A because he's had a really good career. You Got could it. maybe dr- you could maybe drop him down to the B group, which I have appear to be on the way to to being to having a, a solid career or have done pretty well. And, and and this is I have Ryan Tannehill, solid career, Baker's solid, Josh Allen appears to be on the way up, and Kyler. Those are the other four. But mm-hmm. everybody else I have in the a flash in the pan slash jury out is the C group. And then I have the LOL category, which is the, uh, the bottom group of about 14 guys that completely washed out. Mm. That so is a, the, odd, the is odds, nice. the odds are dude, making this pick a quarterback as a reach are not going to work out. And that's why I'm so Adam adamantly opposed to teams that trade up and they take a quarter. Oh, we need a quarterback. Well, get a quarterback later. Get someone that from from get get a veteran. Quarterbacks always happen to appear uh, out of out of nowhere. It's you, you try and outthink yourself a lot of times, and that's why these teams continually pick at the top of the draft. Is there a prop you want to give for the people? Yeah, there were a few. There were a few that I uh, I played, and I, the, the Kyle Pitts to go um, under under five and a half. I think that's. Uh, about as much free money as you can get like okay. he, he's 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 gonna go to atlanta at, at worst uh, i mean that, that that that's a that's a no-brainer um and, and then i think the other the, the other stuff as well i think you look at uh the number of wide receivers uh to go in the first round is four was four and a half and i know the juice is really really big uh, but at the same time you've got I've seen as many as seven mocked and that gives you a whole lot of wiggle room where Mm -hmm. two of the guys that weren't mocked still two of the guys that were mocked don't go in the first round. Still, you're still going to win just the way the NFL game is played. Now teams are getting more wide receivers on the field. And that's, 
that's going to happen. And then the other one kind of goes hand in hand with that was uh, over 17 and a half offensive players to be taken in the first round. And I got that number a while back. So that number has gone to 18 and a half, I think now, but it's still under 19. And I think as long as you, you get it under 19, uh, I think, I think you're good because I come up with 17 automatically between the, the five quarterbacks, mm-hmm. six offensive linemen, five wide receivers, and then the and then uh, pits. So that gets you to seventeen right there, and you're not going to get at least one more quarterback, or I mean, or at least one more uh, offensive lineman, or one more wide receiver to get to nineteen. And that doesn't even include the potential of Najee Harris or uh, Travis Etienne going in the first round, or it doesn't include the, the a team maybe coming back into the late first round to take a quarterback for that extra year of control. So I, the, the over 17 and a half, I thought was good. Uh, I had pits under five and a half uh, draft selection, draft pick choice. Uh, I have pits as first non-quarterback selected. Uh, I played the order, Trevor Zach, Mac Pitts, Trevor Zach, Lance Pitts. Um, I played Justin Fields over, over four and a half. At, but again, that, that number I think is long gone. I think he's probably been reposted around eight or so but uh he's not going to go in the top four like when i and that was i thought pretty obvious early on so uh, i got him over four and then the other one that i added last night was micah parsons uh under 13 and a half in his draft position and if you can get a little if there if you have available uh parsons to be the first defensive player in the draft taken you might want to take a little chance on that because I hear that there is a, a team in the, in the top 10 that likes him a lot and they potentially could take him in the top 10. Now, whether it's going to be high enough to be the first defensive player in the draft ahead of Sertan or Pay or um, Horn, who knows, but, but, but uh, Parsons is one of those guys where there's been a lot of negative reports out there about him and supposedly falling but i do know that there is a team out there that really likes him and i think he was around five to one or so to be uh first defensive player taken so it might be worth just a little bit of a flyer in case uh this team does have their board uh come come to a point where he is a top player on the board when they pick all right if you're asking me for props i'm retiring because i'm the worst no! draft prop oh i'm horrible Last year, first running back to go, I had Swift for minus a bunch of money, loser. Two years ago, loved Ed Oliver, had some wiggle room uh, with the Jets and the Raiders taking D Lyman. He has to go to nine, I think, um, with, with, with the Bills. So, uh, yeah, I'm passing, and uh, I'm just letting it all sink in, and I'm going to enjoy the draft. For some expertise on the draft, we welcome in our friend, Cole Kubelek. Cole Kubelek, our guy. Cole, how we doing? We're doing great. How many periods do we play in hockey? Three. Just making sure. Okay. Right. We, we got as many as, it, as many as it takes, <laughs> especially <laughs> come postseason. Glad we got that covered last night. Can we? Are we going to rewind to one year ago and, I was remind, gonna, and remind everybody? I, uh, I was going to start of with that. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. I, I, think, I think the word was interesting we used for Mr. Simmons from Clemson. And you flat out said, paraphrasing, you didn't think there was a position for him. 
in the league. And it went, it went, I'm not going to say it viral, but it got a lot of traction. Your name got out there. Podcast got a little bump. We got a little Kubelek bump from it. Um, he obviously didn't, didn't start out doing anything for the team and ended up playing a little bit later in the season. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to go here. Where does the draft start for you? What, what di- to me, the draft dictates all on how fast the wide receivers go. Is, are the Bengals just going to overthink this and just take Sewell at five? What, what Early on, we know one and two. If you want to touch on the Niners, we could do that. But where does it all start for you? Starts at three. I think, I think it starts at three. And I think as big a domino as three could be, I also think four could be, and I also think five could be. Um, if you if you just go by certain things that you hear, if, if we get to San Francisco, and let's say it's down to two guys, it's, it's Lance or Jones, okay, either one that you want to go with, that means Fields is still there, so that means Atlanta has the option to take Fields. If they want to go that direction, Cincinnati, who we're, we could sit there debate, we talked about it with Scott last night, you're going to go Panay Sewell, you're going to go Jamar Chase, but now you really got to think about things because you got – a young man on the board that's essentially a unicorn in this draft in Kyle Pitts, maybe every draft. I mean, there's just, there's not a lot of guys like him. And I want to say that Cincinnati was 29th in the league in yards per catch by their tight ends last year. Mm -hmm. So if you could even move that over into the need category, if you're talking about tight end, um, I think that they will overthink it. You heard my analogy last night, Joe Burrow is your lottery ticket protect it none of us when we're ever asked what's your first purchase going to be if you win the powerball none of us ever say personal security we all say lambo pj real estate beach house lake house mountain house ski trip um you know go to the the whatever islands buy an island whatever it is nobody's like i'm gonna buy my security guard and make sure i got him to protect me everywhere i go that's what the Bengals should do in my opinion um you know, I, I actually think Billy Price is going to come back off of injury, regardless of what Bengals Twitter told me for 32 hours oh. uh, since I've been on the show. Uh, they're pretty mad about that one. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I understand that Jonah's going to come back and be close to healthy. I think Billy can be back and help. I know he's been beat up. But then maybe you have two center options with one potentially to go to guard. And Pedestal's plug and play. You want to try him at right tackle? If not, Jonah played some right tackle at Alabama. He could do it. Hell, put him at guard. He's as talented as any guard in the league right now, and I bet he could figure it out. So I'm just not passing on that generational talent. I would rather have Joe Burrow standing up, being able to deliver the ball to B-minus weapons than being on his ass half the time throwing to an A-plus weapon. That's just – I mean, that, that's me, but that's the way I would run it. But if we did get there, let's say it's Jamar Chase, now the Dolphins have to think about Panay Sewell and Kyle Pitts? So that's just – I mean – Four, five, six could all be major dominoes if three is not. And if three is, as we know, if one of those guys, if that were to be different, if that's Justin Fields, well, all of a sudden Atlanta's pick is screwed up. And if we get there, what if Atlanta does go Kyle Pitts in those quarter, and then Bengals go Jamar Chase? Now the Dolphins are going to be sitting there. You could go Panay Sewell. You could go one of the receivers. But you're going to have some people knocking on your door to get a quarterback. No doubt. So, I mean, it's Detroit needs everything, so I don't know how intriguing seven is, but... You mentioned generational talent with Sewell, okay? Listen, I'm a former tight end. I love the tight end position more than anything. We all know that they're the best athletes on the field every game that's ever been played in the whole history of college football (laughs) and pro football. 
Is the hype of Kyle Pitts getting out of control? No, no. I don't think it is because when you watch today's offenses, like one thing I don't think people understand about Kansas City and Tampa Bay, they competed in the Super Bowl. People say, oh, Gronk, oh, Kelsey. Okay, do a little research and look further down those rosters. I think they. Had, I think Tampa had six. I mean, Tampa's got a, a dude that played tight end that went to Memphis that played quarterback in high school and went as a quarterback, transfers to Central Arkansas, plays tight end. He actually punted. He was like third in whatever conference that is. And he, and he punted, and now he's a tight end for the Super Bowl champions. That, those are the kind of things you could do with that position. Tampa is not just Kelsey. There are multiple tight ends that help. Go to the collegiate level. I, I know people get a little bit obsessed with Devonta Smith's numbers, and maybe Waddle and Hell Mechie almost went for 1,000 yards. Go look at the percentage of plays that Sark had two tight ends on the field last year. It is at least 40% of the time. Ohio State was a tight end heavy team. Who had the big catches against Clemson? In that playoff game, everybody's talking about Matt Campbell getting to the playoff this year, possibly. Good shot at that. He's running three tight ends 30 40% of the time. So there's so much that you can do from an alignment standpoint, from a motion, a shift, a trade standpoint to throw defenses off and essentially steal a matchup or steal yards that that position super valuable. I mean, just think about it this way. When Kyle Pitts is on the field, how do you identify him? Because he's not an in-line Stanford Steve mow you into the ground tight end we can flex him and he's winning a lot of those matchups and if we go a three by one and force you into man-to-man I hope you got a JC Horn over there mm. who has like an NBA wingspan especially for in the red zone because and, and now if I bring him back in and put him at H or put him as a traditional tight end you're going to cover him with the linebacker well he'll run right by you um he I don't think that the hype is, is overrated because We've seen a lot of great tight ends in the draft. None of them have been as fluid, as athletic, and as gifted with their hands as this guy. It, it's been – I mean, the guys who were as gifted as him were the ones that were trying to go to the NBA that a couple of GMs said, hey, um, <laughs> come give this a shot, and it yeah. ended up working out. Well, are you convinced San Francisco is not taking him? No. It's – no, I think Kyle Pitts is still on the board at three. Absolutely. I um, and I, I, I mean, Chris, I think the percentage is the lowest of anybody we'll talk about, but it's got to be there. And again, that goes back to all those offenses we were talking about. What, what's Shanahan doing? Two tight ends, you, you three mean, tight ends. I mean, motion. you sign, you bring in Trent Williams, so you, you fix your, your line problems. You put him and Kittle on the field at the same time. You talk about Metro problems. And, and people people want to say, oh, you don't give up that kind of package to, to move up and take a tight end. But if you're taking – this team was in the Super Bowl two years ago. They're, they're ready to win now with that defense. I like, agree in the running if, game. If, if you bring this guy in, you're going to be picking 27, 28, 29. Those picks don't really mean anything. So, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm crazy. I feel like I'm on an island here. But, but I, I still feel like there is a slim, slim chance that – that pits is in play at three. I think there's two sort of hybrid conspiracy theories at three. One of them is what you're saying, and it's Kyle Pitts. And I think there's a couple reasons for that. One, we mentioned the system, everything they like to do. Two, you, I mean, I think we would all agree. One thing that head coaches in the NFL, GMs in the NFL, owners in the NFL, directors of scouting in the NFL all hate being wrong. And what did they do, what, three years ago? They just gave their quarterback more money than any quarterback had ever gotten <laughs> in the history of the league. You draft a quarterback, 
you're telling a lot of people that a lot of zeros were wrong on a lot of checks that they wrote. <laughs> and I don't think they like doing that. So, and I think the next one in line would be, they know somebody late is going to come pounding on that door. They're going to sprint down the hallway and pound on that door and say, we got to have our quarterback. We got to have our quarterback. And they will gladly say, oh, for two more in this round and one in the next round, we will get out of your way to have said quarterback and then get another guy that we want a little bit later, which is super interesting about this draft because I think most positions are one guy or three guys or four guys in tier one. And then tier two is really crowded. Like receiver, tier two, super crowded. Tackle, tier two, super crowded. Running back, tier two, super crowded. So I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are looking at the middle of the second, early third, and saying, we can get our guy there. There's a couple of guards that are going to go later, not top 10, 15. I like Wyatt, the guard class. Wyatt Davis, plug and play. Trey yep. Smith, plug and play. Uh, Cornbread, uh, Deontay Brown of Alabama. Plug. He's a starter in the NFL right now. The dude played a ton of football in Alabama, and no one's talking about those those guys in the first round. I mean, those are those are first round talents. Ben Cleveland's a maybe. He's a little stiff. Played a ton of ball in the SEC. I just I think the guard class late could have some people saying that's our need. We'll gladly back up and get a guy who has first round talent for whatever reason had bad film last year, and then we'll plug him in. Round two, round three, and be good to go. Best defensive player in the draft. Oh, man. Ceiling, Micah Parsons, because of what the league is turning into, and I know that I can rely on him in space. I know that he is going to be able to run with everybody on the field. I know that if I need to generate some extra pressure, he's going to be able to bring it. Um, does he have the instincts that a Devin White had coming out or a Keekly had coming out? Maybe not, but we'll work with that athleticism, and, and I think we'll be able to figure it out. Um, minus the minus the the traits or the gifts, people probably think I'm crazy, but I say Nick Bolton out of Missouri. And the reason that I would say that is no one paid attention to him. Mm-hmm. No one really watches him. Um they weren't in a ton of tight games, so you didn't see the impact that he could really have. But if you want a sideline to sideline, if you want a, a Patrick Willis to Keo Spikes type inside linebacker that can handle anything physically coming at him and then is going to be able to track some things down on the perimeter, I think that guy might be the one to be able to help you. And I think you can say that because usually we're pointing to an elite edge defender or a dominant interior defensive lineman as probably the best defensive player coming out i mean last year we just, i mean we, we we jokingly talked about it a little bit earlier but the guy that we were talking about in that spot last year played all over the place and and made plays all over the place you know i think that there's a few others i think the toughest read in this draft is patrick Sertain because i wow. want to say he's the okay. best defensive player and i want to say he's the best corner but part of me says i i would like to have seen you be tested a little bit more that's not his fault that's not on him it's nothing he did wrong it's just Teams weren't going to go after him. They just mm-hmm. weren't going to do it. And that's the difference, I think, between he and J.C. Horn. J.C.'s been tested. Yeah. J.C.'s gone against legit dudes game after game after game. And T. Robin Will would line him up and say, sorry, bud, you're mono e mono today. And he would welcome the challenge. And he's got length and he's tough and he's a fighter and he's a competitor and he wants to win. And I think he could be in that discussion. So, yeah, I, I was going to ask you, being that we – we uh, handle such topics here that uh, I made an investment that uh, that Mr. Horn would would be taken before Mr. Sertan and got 
uh, plus 300 on it. Is that a, is that a losing ticket or I got a shot there? No, because I think, I think the first offensive player is most likely coming off at either seven or 10. If it's seven, it could be a multitude of guys. And I think at 10 to Dallas, it could be a multitude of guys. If something squarely happens around seven, which I think is very possible based on everything we just talked about. Well, you get to 10, and I think it's probably between one of those two guys. And all it takes is somebody in there saying, we want the longer guy who's been tested. We want mm-hmm. the bigger guy who, if Kyle Pitts does flex out, or we do play an Alshon Jeffrey type receiver, he can handle his business over there. If you want the super athlete, if you want the guy that's more fluid, that, that bends a little bit better, then you go Patrick Sertain. They both have the bloodlines, so you don't have to worry about it there. But mm-hmm. I think that's going to come down to personal preference of, just the style corner you want, I think it'll be one of those two guys there. When you look at uh, – we talked uh, touched on Sewell. When you look at Slater out of Northwestern, do you see a team talking themselves into him just based on what he did against Chase Young? No, no, because he's still – Steve, he can still move people. And, mm-hmm. and I think that there is a – I mean, you, you and I kind of know what this is. I don't know how I would describe it to a lot of people. If you wanted to say, you know, country strong or DNA strong, genetics, whatever it is. Like we had, we had a guy named Gino James when I played at Auburn. I think his max bench was 315. And I'm over there benching like 395. Well, when Gino hit you, when we would run T-boards, like it hurt your head every time you caught him. I never hurt anybody's head when I hit him. I could just, he brought a different kind of thunder when he ran into you and Rashawn Slater's got that. He's got legit power. He's got weight room strength, and he's got legit just body power, the ability to move people. And he's pretty fluid. He's got good feet. He's got good yeah. change of direction. The only issue that I have is when, when guys get into him, he kind of gets caught sometimes. And you see some guys move him and push him around a little bit, and he panics a little bit with with against defenders that he shouldn't be having that problem with. But I don't think you can just go to him and say – Oh, well, it's, it's the level of competition, so we can't take him. It's a concern outside of that Chase Young game. Maybe a couple guys against Wisconsin that he had to face off against. That was kind of a weird game with what they ran against him. He didn't get a ton of one-on-ones in pass pro in that game. But you, some of those arguments don't hold up. You can't say if, – if that's your definitive measurement for an offensive lineman, you can't take Panay Sewell. Mm. He's the best individual edge player he went up against in college. I texted you that weeks ago. <laughs> probably, probably Derek Brown widening out again when he was playing at Auburn. I yeah. mean, just week so one, he, he didn't have it. But I see what I see how he moves, and I see how he moves other people. So I'm not going to definitively say that. And by the way, for all the guys who say that, then Alex Leatherwood should be your number one tackle because Alex Leatherwood's going up against first round draft picks in practice every day the last few years. And Alex Leatherwood's going up against elite edge defenders almost every single game that he played at Alabama. So, and he played inside some, which, I mean, he played guard two years ago, which was one of the best interior defensive lineman classes in the history of the Southeastern Conference. And he held up okay. So it's just, you you can't have one without the other. You got to find something in the middle. And with Slater, yeah, the competition, not great. But I see the way he gets people off the off the line of scrimmage, and I see how good he is with his feet, and I think he's absolutely worth it. Uh, Najee Harris or uh, Travis Etienne worth the first round pick or no? Najee Harris is. Najee Harris is because it, you remember a couple of years ago we started getting into this every down back category. 
But what that meant was that people wanted Alvin Kamara, who could just catch the ball on third down out of the backfield and turn that into a 13-yard gain or a 50-yard gain. Najee Harris is actually what every down back should be because he can stay in on third down and actually pick up blitzing linebackers, which I've seen him. And I'm not talking diving at their knees. I'm talking squaring them up, putting his face mask in their chest and actually blocking people. Then he can catch the ball out of the backfield and he can make people move. He can be elusive and he can run through you and he can be a short yardage back on third down. So if it's third and one, third and two, you need him to work between the tackles. He has the physicality to be able to do that. He's such an interesting story. And uh, we sat down with Sark before the Kentucky game. And I asked Sark about him. And I said, how do you, because the knock on this kid two years ago was his vision. And it wasn't hard to see when you watch the film. He would basically just ram into a guard or the center on every play. Sark had an amazing explanation for it. He said, I said, how do you coach vision into someone? Because it's obviously changed. And he said, what you see is accurate. But what you don't know makes it inaccurate. I said, well, educate me. He said, two years ago, when we were splitting it between three guys, Najee's trying to hit a home run on every time he touches the football. Every time he gets the ball, it's a 1,000 miles an hour. Go, 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 go. He tried to score a touchdown. He said, as you know, plays need to develop, and plays develop throughout the course of a game. So that's just not going to happen. We had a conversation with him this offseason. We said, you are going to be our guy. You don't have to score on every play. We don't need a home run on every play. If we run counter on first and 10 and you get eight, that's fantastic. We will take that. If we run into a surface that should not have been run into and you can make a cut and get three or four yards, that's actually a big win for us when it should have been a minus, should have been a negative play. Well, that patience set in. He began to be a little more patient. The vision came. He waited for things to develop, not just individual plays, but series drives over the course of a game. And he turned into one of the best all-around backs we've seen in a long time. It's, I mean, I'm a Steelers fan. I want Najee Harris at the bottom of the first because I don't like to make the, all the player comps, but Le'Veon Bell comes to mind when you watch him because he can go between the tackles. He can, he can get you some tough yards. He can grind out some tough yards, super elusive out of the backfield. Hands are not a problem. And he'll step up and help you in pass protection. All the things that Le'Veon did when he was wearing that uniform. Is, is, that, is that the best pick for the Steelers, though, with the offensive line problems that they have, Ben getting up there in age? Like, uh, I, 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 I agree. If, if he feels like he's a perfect Steeler, like if you, if you stereotype and cast a guy to play for a franchise, that look, Najee Harris feels to me like a Steeler, but is that the best pick that they can make? I look at it two ways. If you truly want to attempt to make one more run, it's the best pick you can make because I just also said he can actually aid in protection mm -hmm. and he can slip out and allow Ben to get rid of the football. So that's two ways that Ben can avoid getting hit that can actually help generate positive yards. And as they often do, and I, I mean, I don't even want to go back to the, you know, the, there's, there's a tight end named Tyler Eifert on the board when Heath was getting old and he was just sitting there and, Okay, that was the one that I questioned that I, I didn't like. And then, of course, he ends up in division, and that made it even worse. But they usually get it right, and if they're thinking towards the future, it might not be the right pick, um, which it's not like he couldn't help after Ben was gone, but maybe offensive line's the way to go for helping a little bit this year and then obviously building for whatever comes next. 
and, and to save just a little bit of time over the next day or so, you can eliminate any permutation in your draft prep that involves Kyle Pitts not going uh, to the Atlanta Falcons at four at the worst. So you can you, you can forget about that. He's going to the Falcons. That's put that book that put that. I, I mean, that's the again. That's that's the pick that I would make, and and it's almost the same philosophy of you've got all these beautiful toys. Um, let's let our friends come over and play and enjoy them until we outgrow them. And you might only have one more shot at that. Like I might only have one more weekend to bring everybody over and, you know, play Nintendo Wii or get the old NES back out and play some tech mobile. This might be it. We might have one more go at it. The power adapter might not work after today. So let's give it one more go and let's see what we can do with it. And if I have everything else, the Falcons have, and keep in mind too, you've got one team that's about to, overhaul like a major overhaul yeah. in offense in your division yep. another team still even though they might have the best offensive player in the nfl still trying to figure things out in your division and the the cornerstone of your division is there i mean it's not a knock they're an older team yeah. this is going to be they're going to be one more year older so that window is there and if tampa is what they were again last year from the from the beginning of the season on maybe you can win nine or ten and sneak in if they're that good in that division. So, I mean, I, 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 for me, I make one more run. You just don't have windows with quarterbacks. Yeah. You've got one that you think can just get you there. He doesn't have to be the, I mean, a lot of us looked at last year. And I, we, I don't think Tom was the one that won them that game. I mean, there, there are a lot of other reasons they won that game. He didn't just no go doubt. out there and win it. So if you got a guy that can get you there, everything else can help you win it. And I think Atlanta's got enough to make one more push or maybe two more. Um. It sounds like Pitts is, the, is is your most sure thing. Would you say that? I, I'll probably say Trevor. Okay. Okay. I mean, we, what? And, and it's there. I mean, obviously, we don't talk about him a whole lot because we know he's no. going at one. He's going to be there. But just the size, the mobility, the durability, uh, I think the attitude, the demeanor. Um, I mean, I if you really dive in, you will see him make some throws that – all you can do is just sit there and rewind, rewind, yep. rewind, because you don't believe it. You don't believe no. that you just saw a guy put that much velocity on a ball over the middle of the field into that small of a window. And I'll be honest, a lot of them are incompletions, yeah. really and truly, especially this year, because they weren't as good catching the ball this year as they were the two years before. So I just, I, I think that another generational talent in this draft, Pitts is going to be great. He's going to be incredible, but Trevor Lawrence is going to have the ball in his hand on almost every play. So I would say he's a little bit more of a sure thing because he'll be more in control of how good he can actually be. Who's the biggest Actually, question mark? Just in the first round? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe Zach Wilson. And I love the guy. Mm -hmm. Like, I love him. I think he's so good. I think the kid's tough. And I'm, these are corny terms. I'm I mean, I hate these damn words like moxie, yeah. um, you know, swag. I, yeah. I despise both of those words, but I don't really well, know. You how just use them. So that's okay. <laughs> I don't really know how else to describe it, but he kind of has that, that it factor as a quarterback mobile. I, I actually like that offense that he ran at BYU. Jeff Grimes does a really nice job. It. It's very pro style. A lot of the elongated play action stuff, rollout stuff, bootleg stuff. He's going to be able to utilize that in the NFL. Uh, the mobility is strong. I just – the level of competition worries me a little bit. One super good year worries me just a tad. I think he's got a high ceiling, but I think kind of like what we talked about last year, biggest gap from ceiling to floor 
It actually, it, it, he might be that guy. I was going to say, because I, as a Jets fan, I am not in love with this pick taking him. Oh, look, I hope he goes on and has a great career, but you, you cannot. It's a guy who two years ago, yeah, there were injuries, but he had what, 11 touchdowns, nine picks, goes from two, goes to 33-3, and his QBR jumps up 37 points in this one-off type of year. And I think the other thing, too, which really he benefited from this year, obviously the schedule, but he had a 24- and a 25-year-old playing tackle for him. The, yeah. the, the kids at BYU, they were all just more physically developed than a, a lot of these teams that they were playing on their schedule who were lesser teams to begin with. So, I mean, I th- kind of think it was a, a perfect situation. And, and it kind of goes into the question I was going to ask, like Trevor to the second quarterback, like what's the gap? One being very little gap, 10 being a huge gap. What's the gap between Trevor and number two? And is Wilson your number two quarterback? Wilson's my number two quarterback. The gap is like a six or a seven. And then I think there's a little bit of a gap. And my third quarterback would actually be Mac Jones. And then I think that there's not much of a gap. And then there's Justin Fields. And then I, I, I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know how big the gap is. And I think that's one thing that we lose in a lot of this is no, no one doubt. Wants to, nobody wants to say, I don't know. No, no nobody. doubt. Nobody wants to say, I don't know. And that's why I'm, that's why I feel confident and saying what I said about Zach, because I think he could be great, but there's a lot of it that I don't know. There's a whole hell of a lot with Trey Lance that I don't know. I mean, yeah. just how the whole thing was handled last year to FCS. To, I've, I've covered a lot of FCS this year, as you guys know, and it's the level of competition <laughs> is beyond different. So, yeah, that gap, I think, is very wide. All right. I uh, appreciate you taking the time, helping your boys out, get some rest. Yankees are winning, so you'll be happy. Yeah, it's good. The only other thing, Bear, that I would say on Zach is also keep in mind the level of skill. I mean, he didn't have the skill that a lot of other guys have. Thanks, bro. Love you guys. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. If you don't have it right now, get out your pen and paper. Especially, I'm talking to all my relatives who ask me to send them what bears Pixar. Uh, Bear, let's start with Friday. I know you will mm-hmm. not be there. You will still be eyes focused and punching the clock at the NFL draft. But it, we I'll, talked I'll about. Be also eyes, I'll be also be uh, eyes, eyes open <laughs> and punching the, punching the, uh, my ADW. Yeah. <laughs> well, <Very>. NFL draft. <laughs> uh, um, I want to talk about the Oaks. Mm-hmm. Um, Malathot is the five to two favorite, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, search results is three to one travel column is three to one. Uh, Clarier is five to one. Um, I thought the, uh, the Rachel Alexandra stakes was pretty, pretty interesting and in seeing how that happened. Um, what are your thoughts on Malathot? Well, I, I think the top three, now, Malathot, Travel Column, and Search Results all look really, really solid, really, really strong uh, on paper. I know Malathot's buyers are a little lighter based on 
buyers, and, and they all look look good. But I would be worried a little bit with the the out the far outside draw mm-hmm. uh, for for both Malathot and search results. Um, mm-hmm. Look, any of those three can win, but I, I think if you're if you're going to be digging a little bit, uh, as I did for prices. Uh, I, I think you can look at three horses, maybe fourth, may, may, maybe a fourth. But uh, I think if you look at the four horse, uh, Crazy Beautiful is someone who uh, is coming in off of uh, her career best uh, race, uh, that, that really, really impressive win uh, in, in the, in the uh, Gulfstream Park Oaks. Um, she ran a really good race behind a long shot winner uh, in the Devon Dale Gulfstream. So she is someone who I think is, is a must use here. Was favored in her first four career starts, uh, then kind of didn't get the best of trips in the uh, in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Finished sixth, that is at a seventh. Uh, took some time off. That that Devona Dell, like I said, was deceptively good because the winner just rode a speed bias rail and and wired the field. It literally like like thirty or forty to one. And then the the, the Gulfstream Park Oaks race was really 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 impressive and she beat a lot of these horses in here so i i, I think crazy beautiful 15 to 1 in the morning line is very very uh, live in here uh, i think the five the horse next to her on her outside uh, past the champagne 15 to 1 is also very very live in here uh, i love the second career start uh, versus winner angle uh, she broke maiden for fun um, at seven furlongs at Gulfstream. Then they threw her right into that Ashland uh, where she only got beat by Malathot uh, by a head uh, after basically hitting the, hit the gate at the start and, and looked like she was clear and then Malathot ran huge and, uh, and, and passed her late. But, but she can make a move forward in her second, in her second start uh, versus winner's second start in a graded stake. So she's 15 to one and should be getting a trip from just off the pace as well. And then if you're looking for a super bomb, I, I will look at the 11 horse. Yeah. Uh, will secret. Will secret. Yeah. Uh, All D- right. Dallas, Dallas, seek, uh, 30 to one Dallas Stewart's a trainer who, when he w- wins on stakes days or when his horses typically run very well on big stakes days, they are bombs. They, they are big, big prices. And, 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 and again, uh, the, the Ashland uh, just comes kind of wide the entire way around the track somehow in a, in a five-horse field and was, was third behind Malthot and past Champagne who, who kind of had the race to themselves there. Uh, I, again, this is a horse I think that can maybe uh, get a piece of things at, uh, at 30 to 1 or so. And the, and the other horse that I was on the fence about, and I think just because of the, 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 the post all the way outside in post 14, uh, Meal foil, the, the, the 14, uh, Bill Martin and Joel Rosario. Uh, I, I think she's someone who should get the distance, but I just worry that um, that, that post is going to really, really put her, uh, hang her out to dry kind of around that, around that first turn and it's going to take her out of the race. Um, but, 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 but I, but I think, I, I think if you were to, to, Again, maybe if you wanted to throw a a, a try box or, or an exacta box with the with the three favorites that we mentioned before, travel columns, search results, and Malathot, and then throw in yeah, the the three prices that I gave you, crazy beautiful pass champagne and will secret. I think uh, I think that would be a a bet worth making. 
Did you not like the performance by Clarier winning than Rachel Alexander? I did. I just, I, I just, I worry only because I, I think maybe travel column might have been a little short that day uh, coming off of the layoff and uh, the first start in, okay. in four in four months. Uh, I, I think that was more because uh, tra- uh, travel column was a little short more so than uh, Clarier being legit. And, and we saw when, when, when they were back on, on square with equal, equal prep time. And I, and I know Clarier was, was rested uh, at that, that point as well. But when they, when they both came out, okay, second race of the layoff, we're both, we're both good to go now. Uh, travel column won, won pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw, I'll have some combination of, I like, I love, I'm with you on Will's secret. I <clears> like <throat> that there. I like crazy beautiful. I like pass the champagne. I do. I'm going to have Clarier in there. And uh, another bomb. We gotta have another bomb. Let's throw Coach in there, the nine. So three, four, and five, and, 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 nine, and eleven. In honor, honor of our coach. Correct. The head dog. Exactly. Steamer coach. Went, um, over, the, went over the track, by the way. That's always dangerous. Went over the cat. Went, went over the track with Brad Cox and, and Louis Sias. Get a one morning line. <laughs> Could do a hell of a lot worse. That's for sure. Right. Um. All right, so that's it for the. Oh, I'm going. There, there, there were two other, were two other races on uh, on Oaks Day that that okay. I, I had a plan that I'd like to give to the to the people. Give to uh, the in, people in, in in the turf sprint, uh, which is the tenth race. Uh, I'd like to ten some Bayet, um for Peter Miller, uh, four to one Flavian Pratt morning line. I, I like that horse. The ten uh, quite yeah, qu- quite a bit. And then uh, in, in the eight bells, which I believe is race nine, um, there were two price horses I thought that were worth uh, playing in here. The sixth summer party, uh, who is second off the layoff, to, uh, second in the, in the Beaumont of Keeneland, last out, uh, six to one morning line. And then the nine, little Tootsie, I really, really like cutting back to, to six for a long, or which is a six, seven for a long, rather. Right, six or seven. Yeah, seven. I was right. Seven. I was right the first time. Cutting back to uh, to seven furlongs from the uh, the two rat races. I, I think that that cutback should treat her very very well. Uh, and the little Tootsie is uh, is eight to one on the morning line as well. So those were those were the, uh, the the two other races other than the Oaks that uh, that struck my eye on Oaks Day. Love it. Um, all right, let's go to the Derby. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, a lot has been made of, of the post and the draws. Um, and first off, I want to start because this is the way I do it every year with you, and I think people enjoy it. Who are we throwing out? We don't like – no, no sure. chance no chance of winning. No chance of coming in any of the money. Nothing. Uh, the two like the king. Okay. The three, the three Brooklyn strong. The five sainthood. Um, the 12 helium, 13 hidden stash. Um, the 19 soup and sandwich. And the 20 bad. Bur- was that 20 in the Bur- Florida Bur- Derby? Did he run the Florida or the Louisiana? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He set the pace in the Florida Derby before getting beat yeah. by uh, no agenda. No agenda. So that, that, that's my opinion. 
people yep. might disagree with that, but well, I, we're not wasting I, our time I, with those horses. All right, yeah, people want to have action, go yonder. All right. Yeah. Uh, the, the way I the way I see the flow of the race happening, the way I see, uh, I, I think that the, I don't want to say cheapness, but the quality of those horses, I don't think that that, that they, you, they factor in. They don't go. class again. They don't class out again. The two, the three, the five, the twelve, the thirteen, the nineteen, the twenty. No action. All right. Let's go to the start. Let's go to the one. Known mm-hmm. agenda. Really, mm-hmm. really like this horse. Okay. Now, obviously, it's been the talk since the, the, the posts were, were released. It's on the inside. All right. Well, what is it? The rail hasn't won since 86. Yep. Right? Yes. Now. And the and the um the, the the runner is there. I think there've only been about seven horses that have been uh, single digit odds to break from the rail since then. And I think uh Risen Star was the only one that cracked the uh, the trifecta amongst those horses that went off at single digit odds. But if you like known agenda, I mean, I'll start with the positive. If, 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 you this, this, get a I just want to ask you one more. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is why I'm not giving up on known agenda. I'm going to have it in my stuff. Those next four horses, like you didn't mention um, the four Obezos. Or no, four is keeping me in mind. I'm sorry. Yep. Um the two, the three, the four, and the five are fifty to one. Does that doesn't that help known agenda from like a real rail spot? It could because it could allow known agenda. It could allow uh, a rad to to break very very sharply, yeah, and avoid getting shuffled back. And, and one thing with known agenda and with uh, essential quality and post fourteen, you have to remember they are in that twenty horse gate now. There's no yes. more auxiliary no more, gate. No so, more uh, so, outhouse attached. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you're like, you are not going to be like, when you used to start with the auxiliary gate, like you used to like start like looking at like the turn in the rail. Mm. And that was like the real, real death knell of the, uh, of the rail. So it's that, that, that at least is thrown out and, and that's not going to happen. And that's the same thing with post 14, where like with post 15, 16 was where that, where, where, where the gap was between the, the main gate and the auxiliary gate. And that's why no, no horse had won from post 14 since carry back in 61. Cause a lot of times the, the, that horse in post 14 kind of got pinched back a little bit and didn't get a, a clean trip. So while you would think that that would be a good post, it wasn't for that reason. So that could actually be a determining factor with the central quality. Don't throw him out just because the horse has a one from no. post 14 in, in 60 years. But no, no agenda, you're right. He, he could break a little bit sharper. I, I still I still don't like the fact that you're going to be pressed from buried on the inside with 19 horses to your outside and, yeah. and have to win the race from there. He he's run great with two starts with blinkers, uh, but again, I'm not fully sold. I read two for two on him. He he is two, two for two with with him, two for two with the blinkers, also two for two with Gulfstream. And we know that Todd Pletcher's horses have a uh, a tendency to run very very well at Gulfstream and then not translate and carry that form over to other tracks. Uh, I worry about the strength of the florida derby i don't know how great it was um, weird weird race yeah i mean he, he's beaten he's finished in front of some good horses but he's also finished out uh, behind hidden stash and brooklyn strong who i have his throw out so 
Uh, I will use him in my exotics. I don't think he can win, but I, I will use him in my exotics just uh, just in case he does somehow manage to work out a good trip with a rad who has a very strong propensity to uh, to find ways to work out good trips. Okay. All right. We're throwing a two, throwing a three out. The four, keeping me in mind. I, I think this horse, <clears throat> if, if, if you look at him, uh, he won a grade two over the Churchill surface and what he uh, and finished third in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile as a mate. And I, I know both of his starts this year, uh, he's been soundly beaten by uh, a, a couple in here. And there isn't really much from his form this year suggesting he can win. But his running style suggests that maybe he could pick up the pieces late and, and maybe pick up the pieces maybe plot up for fourth or something like that i i like looking at horses and giving horses that have run well at churchill a little bit of an extra nudge to just to, to know that they can handle that churchill surface and, and they like that long stretch and, and the and the layout of that course uh speaking of going back to the oaks that's why i don't like malathon it's never raced there mm-hmm Clarier's, Clarier's, um, Clarier's two, I think she got two races there. I was going to say, ask me some probably sent her there twice. Yeah, Clarier's finished no worse than second in her career uh, and her two runs at Churchill. So that's another reason I like Clarier. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. You're not interrupting. We're having a conversation. Right. Um, keeping me in mind. Yeah, no, that, that, that was it. I, I think he, I don't think he okay. win. I don't think he thinks. But 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 it, it wouldn't shock me if you, you look up. Remember, I think in the last six years you've had a half a dozen horses uh, longer than thirty to one that have hit the that have hit the board in, in the trifecta. So it, would it would it shock me to see this horse finish third or fourth and, and light up the tote board? No, not at all. Especially if the pace of the that, that's ultimately going to be one of the bigger determining factors in this race is how fast is the pace? Yeah. Like is hot rod Charlie going to go to the front or is he going to take back Medina spirit, you know, is going to go to the front, you know, rock your world is going to, is going to go to the front. Uh, Midnight bourbon will be on the pace. Uh, soup and sandwich will, will be on the pace. Like, like, I think, I think they're probably going to be at least four or five horses that can make this pace a little bit faster than what it might be. I, I think the, a lot of the assumption was, oh, Caddo Rivers uh, uh, withdrew, and, and that means uh, that the pace is going to be a little bit softer. I, I kind of take a little bit of a contrarian view on that, or a contrary, I'll present a contrarian argument on that, and that because Caddo River is out, that might think that more people think that they can make the lead without the presence of Caddo River, and it might create a faster than expected scenario so I, I think that'll be uh be something to watch early in, in the race and that would would help a deep 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 closer like keep me in mind potentially hit the board one thing would keep me in mind is i don't like reading is when it's running style as a closer and it fished 16 lengths behind essential quality in the bluegrass i'll just say that yeah that was not that a was fan a, of that uh, one that was a total match race between um, essential quality and, and highly motivated. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't read too, 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 too much into that. I mean, okay. little, little concerning. Yes. I and mean, maybe the horse just didn't, didn't get around the, uh, the Keeneland track that there. Remember he also finished just three lanes behind 
his two races at Keelan last year as a two-year-old against Essential Quality were really good. I mean, he got beat by three lengths and two lengths against Essential Quality. So I, I, that's not that's not too bad. And, that, and now he's going to be 50-1 to one on Derby Day uh, in, in a race where he could get a, a good pace scenario and maybe pick up some pieces. All right. Uh, the six, Obezos. He's going to be your trendy closer to, to, to clunk up and, and pick up the pieces and hit the board. I mean, Just because of what he up. did in the Louisiana Derby? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think people might make that that country house scenario about, about running running into Louisiana and, and moving to, 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 uh, to Churchill. And I think uh, – there was a there was a, a bomb, Mr. Big News, who finished in the uh, in the money last year at at, uh, at at the Derby. But but I I don't know how how good he is. I will use him just because he could clunk up. But he's got he's got no speed. And I think if you're looking for a positive with him, um, he at least he's shown he can overcome a, a little bit of trouble. He finished uh, third, beating two lengths uh, in the Louisiana Derby with a uh, kind of a wide trip. So uh, the, the only thing you could probably guarantee here is that you are going to get uh, some type of trip trouble throughout the uh, the course of the race. So uh, he's shown he can at least overcome it to some extent, and uh, and it turned out to be a, a very good feat, speed figure. So I will I will use Obezos um, underneath, even knowing that he's going to be uh, probably badly overbet. Do you have it close to your heart because of who its father was? I always have a, uh, a soft spot in my heart for any time I see I see that O R B as a uh, as as a sire. That was a uh, that was a beautiful day. It wasn't as beautiful as 2019, but uh, but I mean, there was just something about picking taking a, a Derby feature on Orb in in, uh, in in December, January, whatever it was, the year before the Derby at 125 to one, and and having that uh, that pan out. Man, I miss Johnny Avello at win posting all those in the. Uh, in, in the book out there that used to be one of my favorite things to do was uh when we would cover the vegas bowl or i would go out there for the uh for the nhc was mm-hmm. to head over to the to the win and get the list of uh derby futures out there and and uh and make some plays i missed that uh big deal for pedroza pedraza first first derby yeah it, it is i mean marcelino Pedroza. i mean that's a uh it's people have overcome that. I mean, there, there have been jockeys who have, have won on their first. And I think Kendrick. Really? Kamush, yeah. Like I think Kendrick Carmouche, it's also his, uh, his first, I mean, well, Mara Gutierrez won with, uh, with I'll have another, I think in his first, uh, Derby man, it happens more often than, than you'd think. Wow. Especially, yeah. yeah. All right. This one, this one tickles me a little, the seven mandaloon. Horrific looking. What was that in the, Florida Derby, Louisiana Derby, Louisiana. Oh yeah, same one. Louisiana Derby. Nothing down the stretch. Absolutely nothing. Um, trying to get that out of my head, but I'm 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 in there. I'm in there for Mandaloon. What do you got? You know, I, I I agree. That race was too bad to to be believed. He's been favored in all five of his starts, and I am absolutely uh, willing to give him uh, another chance here for. Again, the, the other, another Brad Cox horse, Florentio yeah. up um, following his first defeat, which was that third place finish in the Lacombe. He bounced back which with his best lifetime performance uh, in, in the Risen Star where he uh, 
he romped and ran a a career best. I again, I again, and came back regressed some in the, in the Louisiana Derby. I would prefer to regress and and then be sitting on a big race here than necessarily running your career top in your race before the Derby, which might mean you might regress in the Derby. But um, there there are a lot of trends in there. Uh, if you believe in the opposite of that, I don't think there's been a Derby winner. Or it's a, say it correctly. I believe it is every Derby winner except for two. It might be since 1957. It finished at least fourth in their final Derby prep, and he obviously finished sixth. But I'm going to go just off of the quality of his performances prior to that, um, and, and I will use Bandaloon here for sure. All right, good, good to hear. I like that. The eight. Medina Spirit, Johnny V. Yeah, I, he can't win. I probably should have included him in the uh, in in the uh, throwouts, but uh, I kind of thought the same of Authentic last year. I thought he was mainly a pace presence, and th- and that was it. And then, of course, Authentic went went on and won. But but Authentic was uh, was much more accomplished uh, than Medina Spirit is here at this point. Uh, this is, I think, the source of pace present only. Uh, Rocky World put him away pretty convincingly in the in the uh, in, in the Santa Anita Derby and and, and, and won for fun. Um, Hot Rod Charlie likely would have beaten him in the in, in the Robert Lewis. It wasn't for the trip that Hot Rod Charlie had. I mean, I get it's Bob Baffert, and you never really want to throw him out or uh, discount his chances. But uh, given I think the number of horses like we discussed that that are going to be battling for the lead, I, I can't really see this horse being around late okay uh the fan favorite everybody's favorite a lot of hype behind the nine hot rod charlie they love the spot they're in i need to hear your points assess i i think the horse has a big chance and i always get worried about the the trendy underlay type horse and the story horse and obviously you and i are very close to the story being Friends with Stephen Panis, whose mm-hmm. whose son was tragically killed by a drunk driver um, last year, and the connections that Hot Rod Charlie and the connections that made uh, honoring him with the saddlecloth and the blanket, and so the story's out there to read. It's it's, it's a great story. And There's nothing better. Times, it's unreal if, story. If, if you are not if you are not connected or you don't have a bet on the race, like this is the horse you want to win. Yeah. So um, for the nine and. Uh, and you, and you know what what uh, Stephen texted me after the draw uh, yesterday as well that Jake's birthday was on the ninth and he's like oh, his boy. birthday's on the ninth and he drew post nine he's like come on <laughs> so it, it, are you kidding me so it, it really it, it is one of those like storybook type type deals if this horse wins and but but you look at him he has a real chance uh, Flavian Pratt is he's on the short list of jockeys that. You, there probably aren't many that I would rather have in this race than him. I mean, he won with Country House when he got put up by DQ, but all three of his Derby mounts have outrun their odds tremendously. Um, this horse went to the lead in Louisiana and, and won. He doesn't need the lead, though. He probably should have won the, uh, the the Bob Lewis, like I mentioned. He just missed it, it nearly at ninety-five to one in the uh, in, in the juvenile against the Central Quality from off the pace. Uh, Brooke Maiden as a presser 
Like you, you throw the sprint race out, which is his first career start. The two turf races out, and clearly they don't like the turf. Like his four turf races were really, really good. Yeah. He, like, he's less than a length for being undefeated. And, and like I said, usually Flavian Pratt doesn't necessarily put a horse on the lead. He likes coming from a little bit further back. So I think this horse is versatile. I think he can handle any 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 pace scenario he's approached and from that post he should be able to work out a trip and i think he is uh he is on the very very short list of horses uh that can win here o'neill's won what two of the last 10 years he, he's won two yeah he won with i'll have another and he won with nyquist nyquist right okay mm-hmm. all right all right Ten favorite the nine uh the 10 midnight bourbon Pace factor can't win. Um, maybe he can hang on for 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 fourth or so, but he can't win. Yeah, I watched the uh, fairgrounds. I was, I mean, it was right there, and it just couldn't go. Um, who's riding? Mike Smith. Mike Smith, right? Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which the probably, eleven, which which probably means this horse will be on the lead. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, Good spot to do so at the 10. Uh, the 11 is the dynamic one. Jose Ortiz, Pletcher horse. It, it's funny. I had this horse in the wood, and I thought he was home. And then the other Pletcher horse, Burbonic, uh, got up on the outside and, 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 and beat him. Um, but again, this is a couple. I think there are a couple of things to like with this horse. Uh, it's a second start against winners. Um, he ran a great race in the wood and he, the running style should suggest that not only can he get the distance, he should be, he should be coming late, uh, even though he was passed by Brabonic last out. But, but I think the way the race sets up the pattern that I love of, of second start against winners Jose Ortiz is, a, is another highly successful New York writer that, 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 that Pletcher can, can go to. Um, I think this horse is, is worth using and if you're really looking to go deep in terms of including long shots who can win i think this one can um okay it, it was interesting i was joking on twitter yesterday uh, uh, we all know how much our, our friend chris our good friend chris andrews loves getting prop suggestions and I, and, I, and I suggested to him that he should put up a prop of uh which of the todd pletcher runners will will finish Ooh. first or among and uh i was curious to see what the price was because this would be the one of the four that I would play. All right. So if, if right. any, if anywhere is somewhere in faraway lands, anybody happens to see a prop that says which uh, Todd Pletcher runner will will post the best finish, let me know. Dynamic one would be my dynamic favorite. one. He'd probably because he certainly wouldn't be favored. Uh, twelve out, thirteen hidden stash out, fourteen's the favorite. Saez, another Cox horse. Yeah, quality. It, yeah. He's he obviously he's done nothing wrong in the. In, mm. in in the five career starts, um, <laughs> I just I don't want to fall into a trap of just like saying I'm going to bet against the favorite, which is why I'm not going to pick him to win. He, he's obviously going to be hard to beat. Um, he could be close to the pace. He can come from off the pace. Uh, obviously, Godolphin has sent quite a few horses over to the Derby, and, and none has hit the board. But also at the same time. They have not had a horse um, be a top four betting choice in the Derby. So this is obviously their best chance. Um, still, 
This horse was very fortunate to get past Hot Rod Charlie at Keeneland in the in the uh, juvenile, and then I guess I'm one of the things I'm hung up with on him. I'm going to use him. Obviously, you have to. Yeah. I, I'm I'm also going to be very. Uh, um, I'm going to I'm going to use quite a few horses and, and beat him on quite a few of my of my plays. And I guess the best way to say it is, out of that bluegrass race, I would rather have highly motivated than I would essential quality. I was just going to ask you that. I think I think in that race, highly motivated. We can kind of cover highly motivated here yeah. with essential quality. Yep. Um, Who's the seventeen? Yeah, like that was a horse that doesn't necessarily want the lead, and just because of the dynamics of the race, Javier and Chad sent him. And he nearly won. He ran on his he ran on his wrong lead there in the stretch. It's a horse that wasn't in his preferred running style, and he nearly pulled off the upset of this undefeated <clears throat> super horse who's two to one on the morning line. Yeah. Like in this race, highly motivated is not going to have to go to the front. He's going to have other horses that do kind of his dirty work for him, and that's going to set him up for a much better closing kick uh than than he had in, in, in Keeneland so I think that I think that the, I don't buy into that all post 17s never produced a winner gotcha. a point given should have won the race he just got a bad ride mm-hmm. like that, that that doesn't that doesn't affect me any but uh I think highly motivated essential quality both can win but I think because of price and the way I see the race playing out highly motivated drawing outside of essential quality I prefer highly motivated to essential quality. I will say this about essential quality in that bluegrass. It showed me a lot. That horse worked oh, he did. to get that win, man. That that was damn impressive. Um, and a lot of time, I feel like I go into a lot of when you know, I want to see just we're talking about quarterbacks in the draft. I want to see the best get tested and how they respond. Essential quality showed me a lot. Um digging down and winning that race so if it's those two coming down at the end man that'll be that'll be awesome um the 15 rock your world uh five to one um you mentioned how this one's going to get out to the start rosario's on this one um thoughts on on uh, rock your world it, it was tough to see umberto riskily lose the uh the mount on him after he was so so good in the uh, in the santa anita derby but uh, you get any time you can get a, uh, a jockey that's won the uh, the Kentucky Derby before. I, I, you you got to take him. He did have, he did ride him uh, in his in his maiden win on the turf. Um, I love this horse in the Santa Anita Derby. I had him. I remember uh, tweeting that that day. Like I, I think there's I mean, everyone. Everybody was was all over favorites in the race. Like, I I just didn't didn't see it. And, and this horse delivered the goods and what was probably. Uh, the most impressive looking win of all of the horses and all of the preps uh, this year. I hope he can handle the pressure. I hope maybe he doesn't necessarily need to be the pace setter. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he can be sitting second or third and kind of have a little bit of a target because it's just hard to just run mm. 19 other horses off of their feet. <laughs> uh, in, in, in this race, I mean, you have to really be a special horse or surrounded by a bunch of horses that just 
still have no speed and don't want any part of the lead. Um, so I don't know what way they're going to go with him here. Um, I think he can win. I'm going to use him. You do? Okay. Uh, the, 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 the price is a little shorter. Yeah. Than I thought we would have got. I thought, I thought we would have gotten like six or seven to one uh, maybe like on eight. the morning line. <laughs> but, but yeah, eight would have been great too. But five to one, I like him, but I'm a little, a little concerned just that he seems to be gathering a lot of steam as well as a very trendy type horse that that can win and it's weird too like like look i I never bet on races just just because of like trends or or anything yeah you do don't lie but 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 it's weird like the the second choice in the derby hasn't won uh since super saver in 2010 so it's just weird how like people like want to maybe beat the favorite with the second choice it doesn't usually happen like that which is uh which is bizarre but speaking of trend when's the last i you know, I, um, essential quality is obviously the favorite with gray horse. I can't mm-hmm. remember a gray horse being a favorite in the Derby. Hmm. Yeah. Hanson wasn't favorite. I know that. Well, let me, I'll, I'll tell you what, we're going to, we're going to do great podcasting right here. <laughs> and as I continue to talk and stall, I'm going to pull up my Kentucky Derby database and, and I'm going to see if I can, uh, remember and look and look at a uh, a gray horse who potentially um what was the favorite let's see i'm gonna have to get back to you on this thank you buddy all right uh king fury 16 uh, maybe bit. can maybe can pick up the pieces he's been he's been pretty sadly beaten when he's faced real horses that went in the slop in the lexington at 18 to 1 got him here um I'll use him underneath. Can't win, but again, has two wins over the uh, the Churchill track. All right. And was only five. And only was five to one against me and mine against uh, in the uh, the jockey club there, and had blinkers and took the blinkers off since then. So the source I think has some some ways you can play him underneath. All right. Um, Seventeen highly motivated. We love eighteen super stock. He ran really, really well in, in, in chasing down uh, Caddo River and Concert Tour uh, last race. Um, again, another horse that will be coming from off the pace. Uh, Steve Asmussen, of course, is yet to win the Derby. He's got more yeah. Derby starters than any trainer without a, uh, a Derby win. He's over 21. He's going to win it one of these years. Uh, don't think Superstock will be the one. But, but again, just the, the fact that uh, this horse will kind of be ridden, I think, in, his, in, a, in a way just to kind of pick up the pieces, I guess would be the way. Um, I don't think he's going to be on the lead. I think being outside, he'll, he'll take a little bit back and get a, a stalking closing trip. And again, can he win? I don't think so. Can he finish third or fourth? Sure, why not? All right. Now... What are we wagering? What tickets are we going with? Ugh. Well, I, I, I will full disclosure here. I have not written my my column yet, and I have not mapped out my bets. No, let's I go. Will, give us a couple five horse I, try boxes. I will. I will play. Practice. I will be have my, the the base of my bets will probably be like a lot of people potentially, but uh, I will have. Uh, the nine hot rod Charlie, the 11 dynamic one, 
the 14 essential quality, the 15 rock your world and the 17 highly motivated as like the base for my, for my, for my exotics. I'll probably have those in a five horse exacta box. I probably will find another long shot to put in there just so it doesn't come out in, in, in a chalky sense. I will probably play um, trifectas with uh Oh, and Mandaloon as well. I'll, I'll put Mandaloon yep. in that box and make it a six-horse box. I'm sorry. Um, I will play Trifectas, probably putting uh, Mandaloon on top, Hot Rod Charlie on top, uh, Dynamic One on top, Rock Your World on top, and Holly Motivated on top. And then in like the second and third spots, I'll put um, Essential Quality and Highly Motivated because I think both of those two will will run well and then i might go like a modified all button for for second and a modified all button for third but 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 i would expect either essential quality or highly motivated to hit the board and if i can get either rock your world uh mid dynamic one hot rod charlie or potentially mandalone to win um then we did then we'll be in business all right. Um, I, I think I think the way the card is structured, uh, you'll be able to go pretty deep in pick fives and pick fours. You'll be able to press press some certain horses in earlier legs. That um that might work. Um, because I I, I I think you can probably get by in the in the turf classic right before the uh, the derby with probably Colonel Liam and then maybe Ivar. Um, and the, uh, also on the undercard, I think you can look at potentially, um, in the, uh, the Churchill down stakes, um, is the best betting race of the day. I think you can make a legitimate case for like eight or nine horses. I think Whitmore is a very beatable favorite. Uh, I think the American turf is a, is a really good race. I would look towards lucky law, Royal Prince, Scarlet Sky and Chess's dream. I think um, are all very, very alive. And I, the Pat Day Mile, I, I think it's ultimately what you think of Jackie's Warrior Cutting. I, I, I think she, I think he's probably the horse to beat here. I'll probably use Prevalence as well because um, I, I like that horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the uh, in the Distaff Turf Mile, I hate got, I hate got Stormy. So I think there's there, there are probably one or two other legs in there where you might be able to get away with a single. Or uh, two horses, because I know they have that big uh, pick six uh, jackpot that they're paying out. So uh, that, that that's where my head is right now. Sounds good. Um, all right. So just to recap, you will have some sort of the seventeen highly motivated, the nine hot rod Charlie, the eleven dynamic one, the seven mandalone, the fifteen rock your world, and the fourteen essential quality. Yeah, that sounds okay. about right. Yeah, and again, and, and again, that's that's nothing, that's nothing like earth shattering in terms of the horses that I like. I, I think I think there is a clear line of delinea- delineation this year of horses that are contenders and horses that are not contenders, and and I think you can cut some uh, cut some horses out there in the uh, in the bottom rungs to to potentially save some money. Very good. Um, all right, I. Seeing that Clarier running at uh, Churchill twice already really likes me. I think that's going to be a factor in the Oaks. I like that. 
All right, my man, take us away. Unless you bet, the more you lose when you win. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.